to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 246 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Colin, how are Hello. you, sir? I am good, sir. It's a Thursday evening. We've finished work for the day. We're having a beer. We'll talk about it. It's good. It's, it's a nice... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. When you see it like that, it's like... Yeah, it's a nice capper on a Thursday evening, isn't it? It's, sort of a, uh, it's a nice so, way to end yeah, the Thursday. Totally, you know? totally. And we get to you know, the weekend having a wee punch. So, yeah, when you start looking at what we're going to watch for the rest of the week, you know, into next week. But yeah, this is nice. Yeah. We, we, we full stop on what we've watched over the past seven days. We can discuss uh, that length. Yeah. We can talk about the nonsense yeah. that you've made me watch, Mr. Lev. Indeed. Um, so <laughs> you've, you've been very excitedly um, hinting at a beer off camera to me of what you've, what you've bought this week. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. What do you have for drinking this week? Because last, uh, last time you came excited, you brought in Juice Springsteen. Does this live up to that level of excitement? Oh, no, no. That, oh. That, that's, that's my, that was me. That's what I bought and drank there. Okay, that, that, that's, that's your Everest. That, that's it. I'm not going to fucking yeah, surpass that. That was genius. So this one's called... Um, Rabbit. Rabbit. Pan. Rabbit. Pan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a black IPA. Um, Are they quite stouty tasting? I've not tried it yet. I'm going to open it from Cool Head and Wild Beer Collaboration. So Wild Beer Company, they're down in England, aren't they, I think? No, this is um, Scandinavian, um, I believe, unless it's... it's because Wild Beer Company, that's the one that's got like, the stag's head on it, yeah? Mm, maybe, yeah, and the Cool Head one's got something else. Um, they not be, because this, this was meant to be some kind of... Fancy Maybe they're in a Scandinavian style, but Wild Beer Company is in Lower Westcombe Farm, Shepleton Mallet, BA4. I don't know where BA4 is. Birmingham, Bristol. It says, brewed with our friends at Cool Heads F1. But yeah, rabbit pants. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. I'm intrigued by the idea of a black stout. Oh, it's very, um, oh, it's got a dark, dark taste dark to taste it. it. Not, not like Guinness, it's, it's like kind of like a Finn Guinness almost. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Coolhead Brewery, they are from Finland. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the Wild Beer Company, they're from Bath. Ah, so they've done a wee... Collaboration. A wee... Yeah. Sisters, uh, a wee, you know, yeah. across, the, across the divide. Yeah, cool. I'm doing that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's actually It's quite, it's quite nice. It's very dark taste. I mean, the darkness is like... What's the percentage? Well, That's not bad. Yeah. What have you got? Show me yours. Show me yours. It's, like I said, I had a beer box. I've had many beer boxes. This is one that had my beer box. It's been sitting in the fridge for a long time. I just didn't really, I wasn't really that in love with the can. You know, what it's literally looked that spectacular. So you're looking at it, it's like a Czech fucking creation. Aye. It's not, it's actually Belgian. It's called Avanti. Avan, sorry, Avans Brewery. And it's called Kevic IPA. Um, it's very crisp, quite dry. Mm. Um, very I would say generic. Nothing. It's not one I'm going to be. So I, I think I was right to leave this one for my very last beer. I'm putting it that way. It's definitely. I was right. You knew, not to, you, knew you were like. Sit, sit I was right not to be overly excited by it. It's it's, it's fine, but it's nothing but spectacular. But it will do for tonight. It'll do for a, based on the film we're talking about. It probably suits the film we're talking about, and it is okay, but not spectacular. <laughs> I think that's going to be a recurring theme tonight for some Yeah, reason. possibly. That, that could be a recurring theme tonight, yeah, with our movie selection. Because <laughs> um, before we go into the non-cinema viewing, I was going to say, very slim pickings these days at the cinema, isn't it? It's very, very it's, dull. Yeah, there, there isn't a lot at all. Um, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess, COVID still, even though there's like, you know, less and less restrictions, I guess it's still it's part from people still going back to cinemas that are not making the movies, and I guess it's all kind of 
But even the stuff hitting like your Amazon's and that has seemed a bit, it's went down a little bit. It's not quite the same volume and and quality has been hitting there at one point during the, the pandemic. It feels like yeah. they're obviously holding off to try and release stuff in the cinemas or even think about it. It, it was quite difficult this week after to find movies to watch this week. I felt I felt we struggled to find stuff to watch. I would, the, the ones you recommended, I wouldn't have even kind of looked at them. So yeah. Aye, because recently Lorraine gets really hungry because I'll sit for like 20 minutes just flicking through Netflix mm. and just browsing. And it's simply, it's simply because there's nothing there that jumps out and says, watch me, do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, so we tried to pick stuff from 2022, just so it was like mm. sort of current rather than picking old stuff. But so Yeah, so irrelevant. Yeah. Aye, sort of relevant in that respect, yeah. So, um, but before we go into, well, pretty much everything this week comes from Netflix, so we'll discuss these ones at length later on. But anything else of interest you've watched that's not the, the film we're going to talk about? Uh, I've watched Moonlight. Um, Don't spoil it, I've not seen the final yeah, episode. I watched, I watched but season finale um, of Moonlight, and it, it kind of ends in a way that, that leaves a lot of questions. So that's okay. Like this. I suspect that they're planning for a, a second season. Or at least bring them into uh, the movies somewhere. Uh, well, on that, it's not really a spoiler, but they, they still don't reference MCU at all. There ah. has been not a single Maybe the MCU reference. will reference him. Possibly they could they could retcon it that way. But yeah, there's been there's been. Uh, I'm still not even sure of when Moonlight is set. I mean, when? also it could be like we said to us because before he could be set in a different universe, like a different yeah, right, right, timeline. So yeah. what's happening in the new multiverse film that's out today? We will talk about it next week. It could be that. That somehow combines the worlds and that sort of makes it more um brings them in night and stuff. And they could, I think I think they're gonna tie Moonlight into stuff like Blade and the Black Knight and all that kind of stuff. The sort of more you know, almost I mystical, but almost historical in many odd ways, you know, sort of like mm. supernatural mm. in a weird way. Like it's weird how you think of like Doctor Strange is not supernatural, we see that as magic, but like vampires yeah. are stupid, you know, it's like but yeah, it's totally, the same thing, totally. you know. Um it, I don't know. I feel a bit with Marvel's going just now. I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going. I think it's all. Do you know what I mean? They've kind of just they've done away with the Avengers and stuff like that. All right, that was when all, and it's like, well, you, you still need that ensemble movie every yeah. four or five just to really you know be that well back. And I don't, I don't know. It feels a little bit yeah. undefined right now, but I'm not really. But I'm, I'm willing yeah. to um, um, to, to sort of like go with it a little bit. You know, to see. I, I mean, yeah, I always want to see them. Standalone movies have been okay, but you, you kind of found like a little. Controversially, but we were like kind of Avengers Assemble, then it was Ultron, and then Civil War. So it was always the big ensemble pieces at the end of each phase, do you know what I mean? And it's just, I mean, I, I guess just now they're setting up things like Yolanda being kind of Black Widow, and then you've got you know, Kate Bishop being Hawkeye and stuff like that. Mm. I don't, I just don't see these guys having that, that same drawn up here as like Downey Jr. or Hemsworth. They're trying to set up, um. Cumberbatch is sort of the new doc, the new Iron Man, sort of the sort of the, the jelly, yeah. the gel between all of them. But it just yeah, really hasn't yeah. um, sort of twicked right now. I don't think it's not really, it's not really working for me. Yeah, not not yet. I mean, they might. I, I guess the Kevin must have some kind of plan. Certain amount of movies kind of you know. I don't know how I feel about things like the Black Knight. I don't know. I don't know. That's like I don't know enough about the characters right now to, to really to just, really question it. Even even the concept. You know what I mean, like a kind of Arthurian knight kind of running about modern. But it makes about as much sense as having like Thor and Loki, like sort of like gods and stuff like that, and like and they had yeah, the sense, yeah. you know, they have like you know the Eternals are essentially all the kind of mystical gods and stuff like that. You've got the stuff with Moon Knight is all the Egyptian gods, which is sort of from like folklore and 
you know, so it makes, yeah. it makes about as much sense as that, to be honest. So, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. it depends, it always depends how you bring it in, you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. intrigued by it. anything else you've watched of interest? That's pretty much it. Lots of things, the Golden Girls, the Rain's going for a Golden Girl binge just now, so we've been watching that. Um, I, I still stand by it, but even now, like, I mean, the Golden Girls are about 80s, early 90s, possibly, and it is still funny as fuck. The, the writing on that show, dude, is phenomenal. Like, proper wow. Was um, anyone big on the writing staff that you've seen? No, 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 because we usually just skip through the credits anyway. Um, but it had some impressive cameos in it, like George Clooney and stuff like that, some up in episodes. Well, it wasn't a cameo when Clooney was in it. He was just a jobbing actor. Uh, yeah, I guess he was. But, but yeah, Clooney, Clooney, was, Clooney had it big until um, ER, and that was like 94. Even then, it probably took... I don't Good know, time. I'm going to con- controversially say like, Tarantino boosted him. No, definitely ER. Dustin Dome wasn't a hit. It was for us, but Dustin didn't do big business. It, it, it gave people yeah. outside of him, but no, Clooney yeah. wasn't... It was definitely... Um, ER that brought Clooney to the sort of national or the world's attention. Nothing else yeah. is even close to that. Yeah. Um, and that was like 94, I think, possibly. I'm actually just checking for Clooney right now, but I think it's like 94, possibly. But yeah, before that, Clooney was, just, Clooney was in everything. He just sort of walked his way around the... Because he was in Rosanne as well, remember? In Rosanne, yeah, he didn't yeah. um, tons of stuff. But aye, Clooney was just a jobbing actor. He just sort of just walked and walked and walked. Um, so yeah, 94 was um, yeah, ER. Then Dust of Dawn, 96. And then Batman Robin, 97. Hmm. <laughs> but it was nice to see him turn up and Julio Iglesias turns up and stuff like that. He's like kind of big, big famous kind of names for the 80s. But the right end is so so. So good, man. It knocks spots off on most things that are on Maybe one day I'll get down to watching it, but I doubt it. I think you should sort of. I think it would appeal to you in a big way. Because you're a funny guy and you like funny stuff. Yeah. There you go. That, that, that's, that's my logic right there. Because you're funny. Watch it. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Um, you seen anything at all now? Yeah. One thing I watched of interest I'm going to mention to you is a documentary called Finders Keepers, which I got on Amazon. It's a, and you've got to pay three ninety nine to rent it. And it's d- produced yeah. by the guy who put on King of Kong. Remember the one about the arcade? Yeah, the video game, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So this was about, it's a story that happened in, um, well, I think, I think, I'm going to say Texas, but I might, might be wrong with the state, but it's, it's definitely a southern state of America where there's a guy when he's young, when he's flying his plane with his family, the plane crashes, um, and everyone's fine apart from, the, well, his dad dies of a heart attack because of it. But um, he loses a leg, right? So they take the leg off. When they take it off, he asks the doctor, can I keep the leg, right? And the doctor's got kind of like, well, yeah, I suppose. If you want the leg, you can keep the leg, right? But he thought he was going to get the leg in some sort of like, you know, just the bone, like the sort of the, um, yeah. like the bone and that be stripped away of everything else. But no, they turn up at his house and they, they just give him his locked off leg, flesh, everything all attached, right? So he's got this leg, right? <laughs> so he starts like, what can I do? So he basically puts it out in the heat of the Texas heat or Tennessee heat, whatever it is, to essentially mummify the leg, right? Okay? Yeah. Right, okay? Then you know where to put this leg, right? So he bends up trying to store it, he puts it in like a, like a barbecue smoker, right? So like, like, like you know, they kind of, like, it's just, like, he puts it in that, puts it in his garage, right? He then gets evicted from his house, right? Because he can't pay his bills. So he takes all his stuff and puts it in a storage locker, right? He puts it in the storage locker, okay? Eventually, the money he paid for that runs out, so he does like, one of those, like, Reality shows when eventually you know people they, they, they open up the storage locker and you can bid on what's in it, you know, like see what's in it, you can yeah, bid on yeah, one of those kind of things, right? Walls, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing, right? So then someone buys all the contents of, the, of this <laughs> this locker, right? They open up and what do they find? A leg, right? Okay. Mummified leg. Okay. This leg becomes a huge story of like the guy who bought a storage locker and he had a mummified leg. Okay. 
he turns into a tourist attraction, okay? The other guy then goes, that's my leg, I want it back. And he goes, no, I bought it, it's my leg now, So because I paid for it. <laughs> and then the, this, 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 this court battle between these two guys of saying whose leg it is and who owns the leg. And he's like, well, it, it's my leg. He's like, yeah but, yeah, but you left it. I bought it, therefore this becomes my leg. And it just sort of this, it went on to like the Jerry Springer show. When it's, and it was these two other guys who are like, one guy, he's suffered from alcohol abuse and drug abuse and he's a, a bit of a mm. lost soul and he's trying to get himself back to cover. The guy who buys a leg is sort of very much a, a, a fame hound. He wants to be famous. He's, and he sees his ticket to fame and sort of popularity right. and, he to, and he wants to do this. So he, and it's just sort of these two guys sort of like at loggerheads, sort of like, who owns one guy's leg? It's a completely bizarre. Yes. It's, it's only about eighty minutes long. It could be a very simple, yeah. hour long podcast, but yeah. it's very enthralling. It's very, a bit ultimately kind of sad because you feel just nothing but kind of pity for both guys at the end of it. Yeah, you want your leg, and you what? No, it's just right. So, question: What the hell? So many questions. Um, right, why did they want his leg back? Perfect. See, be honest. That's just the one thing I didn't have an issue with because I would be the same. If someone takes something off me, I'd want it as well. No, I'm like, you keep that shit. It's like dead now. It's like a fucking dead, useless lump of flesh. No, I'd want it. And if you take something out of me or cut something off me, I'd, I maybe not want it just wholesale, but I want it to be reduced to ashes. But I'd, I'd want the bit of me to taken off. To do what with them? I don't know. It, it, it's mine. It's just... <laughs> no, they chop something off. Let them fucking dispose of it now. No, bullshit, it's mine. I want it back. Dude, that's nuts, man. So if you lose a toe, you're like, I want my toe. I don't want it back. Maybe put it like from aldehyde or something. I'm not going to put it on display, but I want to keep it. I want to keep it. Because it's mine. But what are you going to fucking do here? What am I going to do with anything that I've got, Colin? Think of the shit I've got in my house. Like, half of it is just completely but, useless. I, but, right, so you've got a toe in a jar, right? In yes. the fucking fridge, right? That's it from Alderheim. You can just put it in the loft. And then the next the neighbours come in and one day somebody buys a house, I forget it's up there and it freaks them out. Dude, the, the hospitals have got big incinerators. Oh, no, I know. Well, I'm that, probably, I, I, I know they're there, yeah. but... No, I'd, I'd want. I think no, no because like my mum's got a box of stuff in the house, right, of things like from our childhood, and right. she's got a whole, but like, basically a whole shoebox of things that the three layered children had removed from them, you know, over the their childhood life, you know, that sort of like. So here's what I'm hoping you tell me: you're not Jewish. No, <laughs> I, that's not there. No, but there's a, there's a whole box of like screws and sticks and uh, like bits of Lego and batteries and everything. Everything. There's a whole box of shit of like things the layered children had removed from themselves shit at various points. It's been stuck up noses and asses and ears and all the that. The stick went through stuff. my mouth. It's sticking out the back of my head. It's amazing that I'm oh, still, still here. Yeah. <laughs> In my mouth, when it came out the back of my neck, actually came out the back. Came out the back. Well, not fully out, but like penetrated the back of my like skull. Wow. There, yeah. How old were you then? I was like six or seven, I think. Hmm. That's horrendous. What happened? Aye. I've never heard this story. What happened? I was running. I was running. I was running with a stick in my hand, and then I fell straight <laughs> into it. I mean, it came, it came through oh, my throat. Fucking hell, man! That's horrible. Yeah. Um, don't tell that story again. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So, finest keepers, good doc. Have a look at it. Think you do yourself. Uh, if you, it's nuts. You... So you wouldn't. I would never do that. If they ever. In your opinion, though, me. if if you're a story, are you if you found it, who owns it in your mind? The guy that bought it. It's his because he he bought it. He paid for it. It's yeah. not his problem how he came across it. He yeah. 
yeah, it'd be like it'd be like finding like if you if like if you bought a chest of drawers from someone and you found like a million pounds in it, you paid mm. for the chest of drawers. So anything comes in that is their person's fault for leaving it. Basically, you would, you would argue. It, even on, on that note, it's like me buying your chest of drawers and you. As I'm saying, that, yeah. That, that, that was mine. There was nothing in it. You said that was mine. I'd be like, yeah, but I bought it. So I bought it. Therefore, you should check before you bought it. And yeah, it's fucking mine now. Um, what was the, what was the legal ruling on it? What did they, they go with? I'm not going to spoil it. Essentially, it becomes down to the guy had to give his leg back, but the guy had to pay for his own leg to come back. <laughs> he had to pay for it. <laughs> this this proper insane. That's not just. I I can't even get in my head to the starting point as to why. Do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. even get. Get that far, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, uh, I'll maybe try and watch it at some point. This soon. it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. but it's not as good as King of Kong, which is one of the best documentaries yeah. I've ever watched. I think, which is a great documentary. Yeah. Um, but it's still very. I found it very. It's also nice to see one that's not about death and destruction. It was actually something more sort of, you know, it's not murders. It was sort of more <laughs> it's like sort of this. I wouldn't say genteel, but it's, a, it's got a body part in it. It's just an oddity. Just a an oddity. Yes, fucking oddity. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, no, very P.T. Barnaby. <laughs> definitely got me intrigued, man. It's, yeah. it's some weird shit. On um, Amazon. On Amazon, but you need to pay for it. Yeah, three forty nine. I think uh, it was to rent. See, I may, I may have to wait until, until we don't we don't have to pay for pay it. for it. Fair enough. Yeah, only because um, Kevin Smith spoke, talked about it on his podcast recently, oh. uh, and that's bit took my interest about it. I thought that sounds a very interesting story. And I said eighty minutes long, concise, well told yeah. story. Yeah. But also, I was yeah. more amazed that of all the podcasts that I listen to about weird shit. I'd never heard about this story before. Yeah, totally. It sounds, I wonder, I'm going to ask Lorraine if she's heard it. She might have as well. Because um, I listened to a lot I, of like, sort of stuff with oddities and weirdness, and I thought, yeah. this must have come up at some point, and never, I've never heard this story before. So, Or I've heard it, and I've I listened to so much weirdness, I've just completely... It, it. It's no longer weird. It's uh-huh. like, <laughs> weird, <laughs> exactly. weird is yeah. now like just fucking right. off the charts bonkers yeah. for you now. There yeah. is no weird... Yeah, there is no weird. Yeah, the weird is a dot to me. Richard has drawn a line under weird. Yeah, I, I've seen all that is weird. You, you cannot surprise me now. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, what we're talking about now is the, the major movies we watched this week. Now, everything we're watching this week is from streaming services, two from Netflix, one from Amazon Prime. Amazon, yeah. Right, yeah. So we'll start with the two Netflix ones. We'll start with, I would say, possibly the better of the two. And that is a film called Metal Lords, directed yeah. by Peter Solit. Um, who directed a film called Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist with uh, oh, Michael Cera, okay. um, right. also raising Victor Vargas with a sort of breakthrough hit. Um, the writer of this, do you know who the writer of this film was? Who was it? B.B. Weiss. What does he do? Game know of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Because yeah. the, yeah. the, the poster of the film, I always put a poster up of what I'm watching, and the poster said from producers of... Harold and Kumar and Game of Thrones. I'm going, in what fucking world did they bounce off each other? Like, and, and yeah. suddenly meet each other? It feels very but odd. That's not something that, that I would want to draw yeah. people in with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so divisive. You'd be I, can like, imagine, I, I, don't, I can imagine the fan base of both of those are very separate. Fuck yeah, yeah. Not well, a lot of crossover. Well, yeah, yeah, me. I'm, I'm the crossover. You're the crossover, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird one. Because yeah. I'd seen his name and I was I thought at the time that's weird, but then I've just kind of dismissed it. But no, it's, it's a definitely a weird kind of poster they put on there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's fucking not, not Never, enticing. I always think a film is really reaching when it puts on its poster from the producers of. I'm like, oh, mm. it's from the money yeah. men of. It's like, it's not, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the, the producers, I mean, as you say, a producer's something that throws my neck. I think they have Aye. no fucking... Occasionally it works, like, um, I know, like, the um, like the, the Spider-Verse is, um, who's it, say, guys, um, 
Lord and Miller. They're the producers of Lord, Lord and Miller, producer of that, which they, they've been directors in the past, therefore I have a bit more faith in what they're putting yeah. their weight behind. I feel they're more artistic producers as opposed to money men producers, so I, I'm kind of okay with it. If it's from Spielberg, I'm like, okay, I get like that's I'm, I'm okay with that, but the producers of Game of Thrones and Howard and Kumar, I'm going to go, I don't think the production was what really impressed me about Howard and Kumar, you know? Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Game of Thrones, particularly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, it's just, ah, it's weird touting your money makers as... No, it's just that um, makes it me look. In fairness, the um, the, the cast. It, so the plot of this film essentially is: there's it's a coming of age story with um, a young boy in high school, um, two friends in high school. One is very very into metal. One is very much trying to find his way in the world, um, and mm. he sort of like kind of latches onto a lot of different things. But he still loves his yeah. friends. His friend wants to join a battle of the bands in order to impress everybody, show that metal is awesome and he is awesome. So they form a band and they go about trying to become metal stars essentially at the same time one of the the, the, the kind of the friend who's not the metal head and um, falls for a girl who's a very kick-ass bass player who plays a big upturned cello big cello she plays isn't it cello yeah it's a cello, cello. Yeah, yeah. it's a bass yeah. essentially a big giant bass no don't say that you can't say that to a bit i think it's it that term no it's a I cello it's a, i think it's only badass um, it did. <laughs> um and what comes basically is a coming of age story as they find their way through high school while being the outsiders and Falling in love, making friendships, losing friendships, finding a new path, and finding maybe you know where they belong in the world. Yeah, it's a it's a John Hughes movie for the for the twenty first. I for I for for the, the kind of now generation. Yeah, Aye. almost, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very much a cast of unknowns. You get Jaden Martell. He plays the the lead. He's in um, it. He's also in mm. Midnight Special and Knives Out. He plays the kind of the, the Nazi the, child in it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Adrian Greensmith hasn't been in much. Isis Hainsworth, who's a young girl in it, she's English. She's not been in much either. Biggest name probably in a very in a kind of almost cameo role is Joe Manganiello. Yep. Yep. And Brett Gelman Gelman plays the dad of of one of them. So he's sort of I think he's a comedy. I think maybe he might be on like Saturday Night Live or something possibly. I he's didn't even recognise him. Yeah. Yeah. He's him in a few things, but he's sort of yeah. more of a maybe a right comedy writer. Um, start with you. What do you think of this one? Um, so, kind of going in, I, I had weird low expectations because I'm thinking, you know, I, I love kind of heavy metal. Do you like, I, I think of you because you would like the um, the soundtrack at least. Yeah, which which I did. The soundtrack yeah. was great. Lots of references as well. But um, I actually enjoyed the movie itself. I enjoyed a whole, whole lot more than I was going to because yeah. it, it's not just, the story about you know a kid that's into heavy metal it, it had a lot of heart to it um yeah. dipped its toes very lightly into like kind of mental illness and stuff like that as well oh, but yeah well but very yeah, very it, delicately it, it, yeah. it was like yeah like a, the softest of touches but you know it kind of scraped on stuff like that as well i thought the the other boy the friends uh-huh. not, not the heavy metal one, i thought he was he was really good enough he was, I mean, he was the, the guy who becomes the drummer yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was really good. The girl was really good as well. Yeah. Um, and by the end, the kind of heavy metal dude, um, who's a complete douchebag. He has a complete dick throughout all of the whole film. Yes. But by the end, you, you kind of almost get him as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they kind of invest enough. So I was really, really surprised as to, to yeah. how much I enjoyed it. And and there was um, some fucking awesome cameos like Rob Halford not turning up as well. And um, Kirk Hammett yeah. and Tom Rillo. Kirk Hammett and Tom Rillo. I just turned it up and, you know, it's just themselves. I was like, fuck me, look at yeah. that. That's brilliant. So that was wee touches of that were nice as well. Um, the music was good as well. Um, yeah. The soundtrack was good. Um, the, the, the kind of 
their music was quite quite cool as well. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's always good hearing cello with, with heavy metal works. It's it works really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but very deep sound. You know, that kind of yeah. Metallica S and M kind of album. Very yeah, deep exactly. Sound. Yeah, it's got that. But um, no, dude, I, I, kind of, I was like, okay, I'll watch it because Richard wants to talk about it. And by the end, I probably enjoyed it. I'd say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, over to you, sir. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not dissimilar to yourself. I enjoyed it. It's it's very formulaic. It's a coming age story. You've mm. seen it a hundred times before. Yeah, it's about people yeah. find their tribe. It's very much in the sort of the, the book smart, the, um, you know, maybe not Ferris Bueller, but like sort of um, Pretty in Pink. It's, in, it's very much a joint, like I said, the George Hughes of this yeah. year. You know, it's, sort of, it's, yeah. in, it's trying to find that high school vibe. Um, it was, and I think me and you both will probably see yourself as kind of, the outsiders at school, so maybe we identify yeah. with a little bit, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we see that. The, the cast all bring a nice energy to it, um, all very much adhering to stereotypes for the most yeah. part. They're not, they're, not, they're not breaking out, but they, they bring a warmth and a depth to them that makes them at least interesting to watch. As yeah. They're going through the motions. Same as you, soundtrack, great. Um, some odd choices, though, like, I think, what's the Metallica song they have when they're running away? Is it? Uh, teeth. Oh, Whiplash. Whiplash, that's a very odd yeah. choice. I thought of, of, of I think so. It's almost the ones that we thought, like, we're not going to give you the big hitters, we're going to give you Whiplash. <laughs> it's like, sort of like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know, but for your Metallica for Shinado's all about that, yes. that's old school shit. That's not from, from Kevin Old. I mean, that's yeah. fucking good shit. Uh, yeah. So I was impressed. Yeah. But, I, like um, the, I like the fact that they called out, like, sort of. Um, Sort of bad male behavior, like when he refers to someone liking something as gay, and mm. they sort of they call it out in it and they say, like, that's not what you say. And they sort of they actually make a point of that and making a point of, right. you know, if that like right. stuff like that, you know, trying to make a point that way, like you said, different into mental health a little bit as well, with something yeah. nice touch as well. Yeah, it's yeah. very so. I wasn't a Sunday afternoon, it's very much Sunday afternoon viewing, I would say. And the only thing I would say is once you watch it. It's kind of forgettable after you kind of disposable after it's not really doesn't linger. Yeah, I it's no I it's no. But if someone said to me, "Should I watch it?" I would say, "Yeah." But if you said to me, "Do you want to watch it again?" I'd be like, I, I, I mean, yeah." I would probably not recommend. But if someone said, "Is it worth it?" I'd probably say, "Yeah, it's all right." Whereas someone asked yeah. me, but whereas I was telling everyone about Booksmart, I was like, "Yeah, ramming Booksmart or dope or something like that down people's throats." But this I'll be going, "No, nah, it's fine." If you're looking for something to watch on a Sunday afternoon, you can do worse. Yeah, there's definitely far worse movies. But as I say, I was I kind of went in thinking one thing I was going to watch, and by the end of it, I was like, no. I'll it wins you it, over. It's, it's it, charming. Yeah, yeah charming. definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Out of 10, what are you giving it? Out of 10, I would give it a 7, I think. Oh, did like it more than me? Yeah, six and a half, seven. Yeah, let's go. Let's push it up to the 7. We'll be nice this week. Nice. I'm going to go a 6. I'm six. a 6. So we'll say well, six and a yeah. half overall. Yeah, that 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 works for me. Yeah, it's, it's very very fair. Yeah, do you know what? It's something that if I'd have seen it in the cinema, I wouldn't have been displeased. No, especially yeah. I think maybe the split of paying for a ticket, but me and you with our cinema cars, you go this yeah. is one sort of disposable one you guys don't mind watching. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So well done, sir. Well done, you. Applause. Well there you go. I get, I get <laughs> plaudits for that one. Um, do I get plaudits for the next suggestion that I made, which was a film called Black Crab, um, directed by Adam Berg. It's his feature film debut. He is a kind of music director. He's he done the Cardigan song, I think. He's what he's that was one of his big hits. Like director, I think maybe the one in the car. I don't know if you remember that one. Anyway. I don't know who the Cardigans are. Did the Cardigans are? They done uh, Love Fill um, on the Robin Williams soundtrack. Maybe. I think I think they're Swedish, I'm gonna say. 
I'll need to check it out and see. Yeah, you, brought, you definitely know who the cardigans are. I'm yeah. almost sure of it. Um, okay. So the plot of this film is it's set in the um, sort of near future. Um, something has happened. Um, a, <laughs> this, 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 we'll get to it later on. Um, yes. There's an apocalyptic war and there's a woman um, who is charged with getting sort of the deuce ek machina, the, the, the device that will end the war. Um, to a secret military base in the Swedish tundra. Um, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, she can't drive there, she can't fly there, she can't do anything. She's got to basically go across the frozen you know, sea, Bering yeah. Sea, not Bering yeah. Sea, not, not Bering Sea, North Atlantic, it seems like the fjords, yeah. um, and, and drop it off that way. And all the time, she's been chased by the enemy. Um, and the group of people she's travelling with may or not also be in the enemy as well. And that's all the idea. So it's like six of them traveling across. Um, she's motivated by the fact that at the end of it, if she gets this across, her daughter um, will be reunited with her. And that's sort of the, the main crux of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've managed to, to make a more coherent summary of the film than the film itself was. Really? So... Not unfair. <laughs> well um, in the film, you got always very good Naomi Rapace, Rapace, yep. Rapace who I'll uh... like. Uh, we'll get Jacob Oftebro, who I'm not really seeing him much. No. Dar Satin, he is in Game of Thrones, apparently. Um, the one who uh, wants to be the hockey player. Yeah, I know who, uh, yeah, I know the cat, but I don't know who he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, he's a, he's, that's why I saw his cast list. Could be um, anybody. Yeah, he's, he's a large, he's a large, <laughs> he's a large Scandinavian man. He could literally get anyone in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. Um, Ardlin Ismail and Elliot. Him. These all could be massive actors in the Scandinavia, but I actually unfortunately don't know who any of them are. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Um, I was intrigued by this, mainly because it's a Scandinavian film. It didn't seem to be like one that we normally watch, like the Scandinavian thriller. It's like kind of black humour, very, you know, very dark, but funny. Mm. This seemed to kind of, they're very rare, like kind of post up like maybe almost sci-fi, I, I thought maybe I got a vibe from it. If, 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 well, the trailer gave me a yeah. sci-fi vibe, that's the thing. Yeah. The film itself doesn't, but the trailer gave me that, and I thought, Oh, quite interesting. I'm always interested to see how other countries um, uh, sort of do things differently from what we're used to in the West, or used yeah. to like sort of the American guys. Like that's probably like Australian film. The Australian film is essentially like American film, but with a kind of punk rockishness yeah. to the country. Aye, I, I honest to Jeremy. Uh, it's kind of the same. It's kind of even films do the same things that American films do. You can recognise the tropes of it. Yeah. And it's done in a different way. It's like, a di- and same with British film as well, it's done in a different way from what we're used to. So I'm always intrigued to see how different countries tackle, like the idea that the Korean zombie film is different from the American zombie film. You know, that is yeah. completely, so, yeah. So I'm always intrigued to see how different countries do different genres. Which is, so my reason behind it, making you watch it, is I'm I'm, I'm, I'm grinding for this column right now. Okay. Um, so this is very different from normal Scandinavian film. There is. There's really no dark humour in this. It's not like sort of. It's not. It's a, not a, no, there, there wasn't a single smile in this film. No, there's not. There's not a giggle. The, the, um, no. So, <laughs> it it does a good job again with it of like laying in tension and like sort of layers of tension and layers of like story, and it keeps building this these this, these things up, but it never reveals anything. It never tells you what the story is. is, uh-huh. is the, and yeah, that's the biggest so, problem. So it doesn't. Because like, like you're saying post-apocalyptic, but. We don't even know if it is or not. We just know something bad's happened. That, that uh-huh. that's it. And then you're like, "What's happened? Why? Uh-huh. What's the impact?" And it never. It just doesn't. You know, it's like, yeah, it's in the future, and something bad's happened. And you're like, like I assumed at first it was alien, but then there's people who are they're running from. I thought maybe these people were like caught yeah. by the aliens and something. And I thought that would be that kind of view, but it's not. And that's the problem. Like it layers all this stuff in. 
it layers all this stuff in all the way through the first like hour of the film. So you think it's building to some sort of reveal or some sort of thing, and it never does that. No. Then it reaches a sort of a semi-conclusion. And then it had an extra like sort of like coda PS, like something about 25 minutes sort of in, which yeah. again seemed to muddle the water even further. It didn't really feel a very a particularly great and sort of like satisfying conclusion. Um yeah. and that's for me what it really it lost traction but completely in the final half hour. My my interest in the first hour or so did wane as it went along. It, 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 it definitely yeah. didn't, it didn't hold yeah. it. But the last half hour of myself going, this is just sort of, it's, it's nowhere, it's just me. Yeah, I don't understand anymore. You uh-huh. know, it, it just, it, there, there's no linear path. What um what I found was, um so, so I kind of almost seen it as a series of small vignettes, like yes. separated by skating, almost. Uh-huh. Yeah, almost they, were yes. sk- they were skating from one setup to the next, you know, uh-huh. and each one would give you kind of small story almost and then they go to the next one That that's kind of how I was viewing it I thought I thought the first job the premise may have been like that all the group are not sure if everyone is legit which they seem to, they, they do touch on at one point yeah yeah but they never really explore that fully again yeah it doesn't give it you it felt very unrealised it's that's it it's just like this really really good idea but with no depth to it at all it's mm. all just pure surface I mean yeah. it's just just like, yeah, you can have a good idea, but it has to be a fucking story. Do you know what I mean? Oh. You can't write a you know, two-hour film based on a good idea. You, know, you need to. Then they're skating across the tundra. It's like, okay, but what's why? What's the purpose? What are they doing? Like, why are yeah. they doing this? Totally, um, totally. Yeah. Um, what I would give it in its favour um, is it looked gorgeous. Some looked of stunning. Absolutely stunning, yes. Absolutely stunning. Yes. Absolutely stunning. So, I mean, the framing and all that was, yeah. was absolutely stunning. The mise-en-scene, if you will call it. Yes, the me. I don't know what that means, but I'll say I'll say yes and nod like I do. Yes, the, the mise en scene, the pièce de la résistance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I appreciated that a lot. Um, New Mayor Pass was she? She's all. She doesn't disappoint. She's always very good. She's, she never yeah. disappoints. She's always very good yeah. at what she does. And this is this seems like a quite an interesting role because she's always a woman who's been through trauma. She's trying to deal with the past, and she's obviously a woman who's sort of still clinging on to sort of normality, even though she, from what you can tell at the start of the film, she's been through some shit. Yeah. Um, they have some flashbacks to sort of try and explain that, but again, never actually sort of um, explaining them in the end what they were. To, well, to, to, uh, you, know? you see it, right? So you see how it kept flashing back to her and her kid in the car? Uh-huh. And I thought that was going to be really, really, really relevant. Like, what happened in that car? And then when it reveals you, you're like, all right, okay. Aye, it wasn't do, enough. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Aye. yeah, I was expecting some, like, you know, she turned into John Wick and went fucking nuts or yeah. something. And when it showed you, you're like, oh, yeah, who cares? Um, yeah. It's a weird, a weird, weird film. And, yeah. just, um, and the rest of the cast were all, they all looked apart, the but they're just very steady. But they had like, they have like the sort of, the, the, the tough guy, they have the sort of, yeah. they, they have the kind of almost tech geek, you think, oh, he looks a bit shifty. You have also the, the young kid, the young, Character, you go like clearly yeah. he's something that happened to fill him, and it's yeah. like they never really explore that enough to make it interesting for you know more than yeah. 10 minutes. So, yeah. I think, like I said, and what main thing was it lost so much traction in the final half hour that it made almost made the rest of the, the, the first hour and 10 minutes, which I'll give you wasn't great, but I was kind of going along with it to an extent. The final half hour almost makes that null and void to the point of like, well, what was the point in the first, yeah, hour and yeah, 10 minutes? all that set up. Um, I guess the biggest thing I got from it was maybe sporadic moments of that's nice, that's interesting, but nothing 
as a whole cohesive. Uh-huh. So what it's just it looks amazing. That scene was pretty cool. Don't know why they done it, but it was cool. So it was just bits of the film that I enjoyed overall as a film. I just I, I didn't know what I was watching was the problem. Did I was just trying to follow, and I'm like, yeah, I can't follow if there's not a trail. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, that that's what it was. Yeah. Right. I'm with you, dude. I'm very much with you. Um, out of, out 10. of ten. Oh, I, I don't want to be a dick, a pure dick. I'll be like half a dick today. I'll give it four. I'm exactly the same. A four. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking three, yeah. but I thought, do you know what? The the, the cinematography was <laughs> fucking outstanding. You know, yes. some of those ice shots and stuff were like it wow, did look right. beautiful. And the soundscape yeah. was good. See the stuff not going across ice, and it's like crackling and bubbling, mm. and they can hear stuff the bubbles pop. That. that was kind of cool. Yeah. I liked that. I dug that. That was that was. That was awesome. But it's, it's a very, it's just a, just a weird concept. Uh, you know, like, we need this elite team of skaters to, <laughs> to, save, the, to save the world. Oh, you know? yeah. I, never, I never thought I'd be watching a film where you need to be, like, a fucking Olympic speed skater to... Yeah. But then to again, we've been watching humanity. for the last, like, 15 years a film series where a bunch of car thieves are now going to space to save the world. So, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Um, I also got really this is one you might need to look up Um, I I don't know if you get the reference there's an old 80s film called um, A Prayer for the Roller Boys um, starring Corey Feldman yeah and it's basically this gang of kind of kids in in kind of post-apartment America who go about on rollerblades so it's like Mad Max cross with BMX bandits basically on rollerblades, yeah. On rollerblades, yeah. And, and just sort of a warrior's cross with rollerblades, uh, BMX bandits, basically. But no, no, it's terrible, though. It's, it's not really good. Prayer for the rollerboys if you're interested. Uh, but that, that, it's just when they were skating across the ice and that, that was my only association. I was like, the, the only other thing I could think of that is as fucking nuts as this was, was that film. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's on that's on Netflix. I would probably say avoid it unless you're really, really jonesing yeah. for some odd, you know, it's just one of the things like you want to like a film where you go, I'm very smart. I'm watching a film that's like, you know, yeah. subtitled and I'm, I'm, it's foreign, so it's classy. It's like sometimes foreign films can also oh, be. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> just as shit as American or British or whatever film. Right. Def- they've definitely got their fair share of turkeys. And, and exactly. Yeah. Space. We always, I think, always this idea that anything that makes it to this side of the, the like, sort of the divide um, must be good because they tell you get through all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when it's on Netflix, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. It just means it's on there. You know, yeah, just means Netflix have fucking had enough money to buy it, so they probably got it for next. So Netflix production actually wasn't. It, I think I it was, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, well, that's interesting. So you get like UK Netflix productions and American Netflix productions. So I'm wondering if foreign ones are on the same kind of kilter as basically their own productions are a bit shy. And I wonder yeah, if that's the same for foreign be. Netflix yeah, as well. I think it is. Yeah. There's almost a lot of Indian and Spanish stuff as well. So, yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, last film of the week we're going to talk about is, you've not seen it, so I'll try and convince you to watch it. Um, it's a film called I Want You Back. It's on Amazon Prime, directed by Jason o- Oakley, I think it, Oakley? Orley? Sorry, Orley. O-R-L-E-Y, Orley. Um, Orley. He's done a film called Big Time Adolescence. It's a, it's a rom-com. The, the, the idea behind this one is that it's um, a couple, uh, two people Broken up by respective partners, um, out of the blue in many ways. Um, they, they, they fall into a fit of depression, obviously. They're pining for their lost loves. Um, and then they, they happen to meet up because they work in the same building. They get talking and they decide to become friends and they will each try and independently break up their... They, like, so the women will try and break up the, the guys. The guys. 
wife's yeah. uh, part of the relationship and vice versa, you know, by, by infiltrating that new relationship in, in many That's ways. That's quite vindictive and is it, is it dark? Yeah, it? It's, yeah, it really is, it's like that's nasty don't fucking do that it's quite nasty it has got a nastiness to it based on that um, in the film you've got Jenny Slate um, who plays sort of the, the main lead uh, Charlie Day plays the, the, the male lead um, you've got Scott Eastwood um, popping up in it as well I know you're a fan of Scott Eastwood uh, Gina Rodriguez and Manny Jacinto who if you know from um, The Good Place he plays Ma- Manu Manu Manu, I think Manu, yeah. You don't talk about the guy from the good place. I think so. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, they could have yeah. the idiot in it. Yeah, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah, only seen one or two week episodes of it. But yeah, I know yeah. I know who you mean. Um so, Eastwood. Um uh, so I've not seen Eastwood on stream for a few years now. So I'm going to assume that he's aged a wee bit. And I'm going to say he's looking even more like his dad than he was. I would, I, mean, I would say he's not looking more like his dad. He is looking like Scott Eastwood, but yeah, as he's looking, he's like his dad did at that age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Clint, Clint Eastwood, Mark too. He is. He is. I mean, he is his dad. Essentially, there's definitely no doubt in the um, the genes, which is really odd. He's he's very attractive because his mum's a supermodel, wasn't she? This time, this, his mum's like a model, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's his mum. So it's like. He's got the, the raw sexual magnetism of Clint Eastwood with his yeah. mum's looks, you know. So it's very, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a, just, a, yeah, totally. The man's walking fucking pheromone, is what he is. He's, yeah, he has. I was looking at some years saying he's not been on camp. He's not, he's in Rafa Man, which we watched this year, but not a lot else to be honest. Recently, Fast and the Furious 8, Suicide Squad. Like the, like the first one, but not, yeah. I mean, he's actually not been as much recently yeah. as... I do, I, I really do like Scott Eastwood, but I don't think he is a great actor. No, he's and not. I, I don't think he's ever going to get that breakout role. I think he's no. now consigned to playing second bit. As... Yes, and this one, at least he's not playing the action hero, he's playing a bit, he's a bit more comedy, a little bit more yeah. sort of, you know, the everyman type thing in this one, so he's in Right, this. enough of the crush on fucking Eastwood, Scott Eastwood yeah. carry on, so... Jesus. <laughs> Well, like you said, it's a very dark film in that, but it's done with a light of a touch, but it is a kind of new take on the rom-com, which is, which yeah. happens, you know, if you find a new way into the, the rom-com, it's always at least interesting, you know, because we've all seen the rom-com, I'm not against them, a good rom-com always works for me, but yeah. um, they, they, some of them do become very formulaic, and this, for the first two thirds, is quite interesting, the final third does get very formulaic, and it becomes, you can see all the, you see, you can see where it can end, yeah, a good half hour, forty minutes before. In fact, from there, you know what's going to end, right? Okay, there's, yeah. there's no doubt. Jenny Slate and Charlie Day might eventually come together. You know, that's it's not a spoil for anyone. The, the couple who are there. Okay, that, that that was an assumption when you started to talk about the film. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're 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 there. So they're very charming leads. I've got a real thing for Jenny Slate. I don't know what it is, but I think I find her really funny, and I find her really sort of there's a, there's a something about her. Yeah. Um, she's not an equal Charlie Day. They're not your conventional leads. You know. No, they're definitely not. Um, they're both very attractive people. They're both lovely people, but they don't. Yeah. They're not the, the usual, like you know, glamour couple leads. You know, they're yeah. not Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, for example. No, they're, they're both usually confined to being solid support. Yeah, always. the funny yeah, support, yeah. the funny friend, yeah. that kind of thing. You know, so yeah. so it's nice to see them bringing that supporting role energy to the leads because, like, sometimes in the supporting role, you've got to have that more energy. You've only got a few scenes to bring that energy. So to have that throughout the whole film is quite nice to see that been brought out. You know, so I, I really enjoyed that. Charming throughout, but it does have a little bit of drag in the middle, um, and it does build to an obvious finale. Um, but see, but honestly, see for a date night movie if it's in the cinema, it'd be a great date night movie. See the same way that um, 
The Lost City was a great yeah. date movie. This would be a great yeah. date night movie as well. Um, cool. And it's kind of a shame it's been kind of buried on Amazon a little bit. It's not really getting a lot of press, which is a bit of a shame. Because I, oh, yeah. like, by no means is it brilliant, by no means is it perfect, but I had enough enjoyment and enough laughs throughout it um, to justify what it was. And it, it's, a, yeah. it's a very decent version of the rom-com. I'd rather watch this rom-com than watch, say, any measure with Reese Witherspoon or one that's been out in the last, like, you know, pilot she done, you know, for a one point. Yeah. And yeah. um, what I was going to say is, um, so Charlie Day, I yes. find quite great and very quickly. I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not, I don't disagree with you. Mm. I, I'm, I'm much the same with Charlie Day. In this, he's less so. He's less Charlie Day-ish in this. He has got a bit more down. He's, because he's, 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 the thing is, at the start of the film, they're both really suffering. Because yeah. like, they're really broken, like they, they, they both see that they don't they see the breakup coming, they don't see it coming, they come from nowhere, yeah. and they, they are breaking up people who they assume would be the person they're looking for the rest of life, yeah. You know, so it is quite it, it's not a fun Charlie Day for a, lot, for a big chunk of it, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, so it's, it's definitely not the Charlie Day that sort of is like horrible bosses, Charlie Day, who you know I thought was quite great, but no, yeah. I enjoyed it, buddy. Before it was, I actually quite liked it. It's yep. a good, a good solid date. It's on Amazon Prime. It's only about an hour and forty long, so it's it out doesn't overstay its welcome. What would you give it a ten? Though? Six and a half. Oh well, well done. That's not too bad at all. So yeah. we've had a seven, a six, and a six and a half today. No, we gave um, one a four. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that was fucking. Yeah, yeah so we've got six, two six and a half basically because yeah, you gave uh, uh, you went a bit yeah. higher on a metal Watson. Yeah. So two six and a half. Yeah. So two solid yeah. if unspectacular. Yeah, check them, check them out. Uh, they're not going to cost you anything. You're paying your subscription anyway, so fucking watch exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. You get it for free, essentially, so go and watch yeah. it. Um, Even w- watch this Swedish movie. Fuck it, go nuts. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, you need to bring yourself down after after the other two, so, you know, fuck it. Yeah, go with Swedish movie. Yeah. <laughs> next week, we've been worried about the lack of cinema stuff, but next week's a big week, so still out in the cinema. If you want, we want to try and go and see is Operation Mincemeat, if you want to try and get finally around to seeing that, which I'm, I'm going to try and get to see. I'm definitely going to try and get to see this week. You know, I'll go see more than one thing this week. But taking up every single cinema screen in the in the country right now will be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the return of yes. Sam Raimi to the comic book genre, the return mm. of Doctor Strange to the comic book genre. I think we're all excited for it. We all can't wait for it. I'm um, really, really excited for, for this one. Yeah. Um, more so because it's, uh, I'm, same as you, a massive, massive Sam Raimi fan. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what's, what's drawn me. Um, not this whole multiverse, not, not that it's like, they'll be cool, but Sam Raimi just, you know, when, yeah. Doing his thing is well. We'll discuss more at length next week. But favorite Sam Raimi film? Oh, fuck me! Um, Darkman. Good shout. Mm-hmm. Darkman does not, not bad choice. Not bad yeah, choice. Yeah. What about yourself? I I love the Evil Dead too. Like in a in a way to, that's yeah. hard to describe. It's yeah, how good it is for the money they had to make that film. It's quite incredible what they pull off in that film. Two's like. What he wanted one to be, but he uh-huh. never had the budget, so he was like, right, I want to make so that's yeah. like hit just purely him, you know. It's, it's all his vision. I'd always yeah. say, if you want to watch a very un Sam Raimi film, a simple plan Billy simple Bob Thornton and um Bill Paxton, right, they find okay. a, it's, it's him, Sam Raimi directing, but they find yeah, a plane yeah. full of they find a, find a plane full of money, right? And it's how this rips these friends and families apart as they try and decide what to do with the money and keep it hidden. Try and find it. It's a genuinely phenomenal movie. It's a fantastic film. There's like, there's, it's very un Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. It's not got this, the, 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 the Zoom crashes and all that kind of stuff. It's very not that film. But for just a tight, taut thriller, it of, works. 
as a, as a, as a storyteller, it's a, it's a genuinely brilliant film. Yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll discuss some more next week. Yeah, um, for I sure. I think there's also a Chris Pine film out this week, perhaps. Um, a kind of espionage one. It's going, to, it's going to drop on Netflix. I'll have to look for that and find out um, for okay. you, or Amazon, okay. possibly. I'll find out during the week and let you know. Yeah, send me a text and we'll watch that as well. Watch that yeah. as well. Um, but that's it. Doctor Strange and Operation Mincemeat and possible Chris Pine espionage movie. Cool. That yeah. works for us. Um, I'm going to tell people to find us yes because we've only got six minutes before this crash is on us <laughs> you can find us at the number three beers in the movie um on all the social media outlets we're on instagram facebook twitter um we've got a gmail account if you want to email us and, and say hello and stuff like that so um look us up three beers in the movie um talk film with us you know let, let any any scandinavians out there that, that you know <laughs> the lamb- crab. Yeah, that think we're lambasting your your filmmakers. Then you know, tell us tell us why. Um, you like Scandinavian film because I love Scandinavian film. Yeah, yeah, um, that's just a bad yeah. example of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you've got anything else to say about it, let us know. I can talk to us. Um, I've been Colin. You've been Richard, and we've been three beers in a movie.